This is the final boarding call for passengers Peter Pancake and DJ Paradise. DJ Paradise, Peter Pancake. Huh. Ladies and gentlemen, the main cabin door is now closed. We would like to welcome you aboard the one and only Connecting Flight Radio. Hey, 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 welcome back. We are on episode 10 of Connecting Flight Radio. Thank you for supporting us through our first 10 episodes. We got it's been 10. a journey. We're still going. We are still going. Man, it's uh, it's already February 2020. Um, January flew by for me. I don't know about you, but January just like disappeared on me. I don't know. My January, I feel like January was long. Like, really? New Year's seemed like a long time ago. A lot of stuff happened. Um, rest in peace to Kobe Bryant. Kobe. Yeah, we was. it's crazy enough because we actually mentioned his name in the last episode when we were talking about the best DJs and I was comparing them to Kobe or, uh, Kobe or That's true. Jordan. We yeah, were talking so. Four Color Zach as the Kobe of like wordplay, which yeah. is like super relevant so i did that uh, i did that uh that kobe wordplay transition so it was the um the kanye so that part right with kanye yeah. walking living Walk legend, legend man i feel like I, kobe yeah and i transitioned that into jump man oh okay that's it was pretty good it was pretty good got a good reaction yesterday yeah, so that was pretty I've, cool i've been playing a more like loungy spot so i've i've been playing um the russ song what they want and he says, yeah. uh, he says something about like shooting all the shots like Kobe, almost eighty one, and I'll do like a little scratch thing right there. Dang, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, for that's sure. That's a good one. Well, yeah, I don't know, childhood hero. So, dude, that's right, because you're from LA. Yep. Dang. All right, let's get into it though. Dang. All right, uh, gigs coming up, so we won't be back until after Valentine's Day. So DJ Paradise, you got any dope Valentine's Day gigs coming up? Um, I do have a bunch of gigs, but I don't have my calendar in front of me. But um, yeah, February would be crazy. Just check out my uh, Instagram. I'll post all my gigs on there. It'll be dope. He usually uh, posts maybe a half hour before the show, so you know. <laughs> yeah, but like show up. So I used to get do ready. like the weekend schedules, but my <laughs> weekends. It's crazy because I'll get I'll post a weekend schedule and then like stuff will either change or I'll have stuff added to it. Like this yeah. weekend, I thought I was only gonna have a couple gigs and I ended up having like six gigs. So I don't know. It's, I've discovered the the story is a much better, I guess, like medium to just communicate that out. Yeah, you could do you could be like, yo, I'm DJing this weekend on like a post, but then in the story you're like all right here's where i'm at wednesday here's where i'm at thursday friday uh, you know and then people will respond uh, on there so yeah. yeah what about you what you what you got coming up for uh Man. between now and the next episode i have a super exciting thing happening this coming weekend i have friday and saturday off ooh it's going to be the first time this has happened since july feeling good i might Take a trip somewhere. I don't know. Uh, the world's my oyster this weekend. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm. This is, let's be honest. I'll probably get booked on like Wednesday. I was gonna say. Now something. that you said that, you're gonna get a call for now sure. It's gonna happen. Yeah. But um, looking forward to if I don't have something like I think Friday I'm gonna sleep. It's gonna be revolutionary. Mm-hmm. Um, 
perhaps like wake up early on Saturday, go for a hike in Washington. Like that would be tight. Um, but no, before Valentine's Day, though, on Valentine's weekend, actually, it's going to be pretty tight. I'm doing a Lucky Strike Valentine's Day party uh, Friday night on actual Valentine's Day. So that'll be cool. And then you'll be at Lucky Strike anyways later this month. Yes. Um, and then Saturday, I am doing a boat party up here in Seattle for Valentine's weekend. So it'll be me on a boat. I get seasick gonna take some dramamine try to not get seasick but it should be cool it should be cool i'm gonna play a lot of like sappy r&b songs so people can slow dance dude i love it's gonna be real awkward it's gonna be real awkward (laughs) (laughs) i don't know you gotta play like breakup songs too is that weird also true say like for for single people right yeah yeah well i was talking to my buddy so a good friend of mine we went to college together we grabbed dinner uh last night actually and he was telling me he's like I got a first date this Tuesday. And I was like, oh shit, that gives you like a good 10 to 12 days to cultivate that relationship into like a Valentine's Valentine, Day. Yeah, thing. that's that's major. He's like, he was like, this is a very like weird time to do it. And I was like, nah, man, this is going to be great because if it works out really well and the first date goes great, then you can be like, yo, I'm supporting my buddy Peter. He's DJing a boat party for Valentine's weekend. Like, you should come. Or. It goes terribly, and you come to the boat party on Valentine's Day. So either way, either he'll way, be at the boat party. Either way, he wins. He wins either way. Right. So Either way, he's spending his Valentine's Day with you. Exactly. And, <laughs> I mean, what's better than just, like, a dude that would rather DJ music than talk to girls? Like, let's be honest right now. Right. Girls got cooties. Ew. Watch out. Watch right. out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Enough of this. Girls don't have cooties. Brianne, I love you. Uh, Valentine. She, she'll be my Valentine. So, um, All right. So we have our interview. This is our interview episode. It is. So we have interview with the one and only DJ Booza straight DJ out of J Booza, also known as just Booza, straight out of Las Vegas by way of Miami. So he's from Miami originally. Did I say that right? Does he's, he say? Doesn't he say South Beach? He, South Beach. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I guess yeah. Just people so in Miami are Florida particular. by way of particular. South Florida. Yeah, there you go. We got DJ Booza. Um, this interview is going to be dope. Uh, he talks about DJing. He talks about traveling. He talks about uh, moving from city to city. He has a big section on social media. So. All y'all out there that want like social media hacks and tricks, um, it's it's this episode is good. Make sure you listen for that. And then he gets into some travel stuff. So, yeah, I'm not going to lie. This was one of the most interesting interviews we've had thus far. I really just I didn't expect to go so deep into social media hacking. Well, not hacking, but just like the way to influence it and take advantage of the algorithms that like Instagram and Facebook have. Yeah, and uh, they're like they're really like cool. real. Yeah, he gives like real in depth like action things you can do that you don't know about or maybe haven't heard of. Like so many many of the things I had never even heard of. So yeah, so get ready to take some notes. Um, this was just such a great interview, and we at the end of it have a few of his new tracks that he's produced and been a co producer on. Uh, just something cool for you guys to listen to. 
there's some context. Uh, usually we do like a mix. We usually we have the person that interviews. Uh, they create a mix for us. The past like 10 to 12 days for Booza was kind of nuts. Uh, and so we were really lucky to actually get time with him to do the interview. Mm-hmm. And we're like, all right, if we can get a mix, that's great. If not, that's okay. What What did he tell us? Like, we were just talking not even 10 minutes ago. Yeah, we're just saying, talking about... He was yeah, saying he, he was w- at like five different... No, three different cities in a week. In like the last weekend. Yeah, and he DJed, and DJed and, every night. Yeah, and he DJed multiple times and he had to DJ some party for... Uh, Gatorade, like last minute, and he had to, and he missed a flight. He missed, yeah, oh, flight yeah, exactly, out of Miami for from Super Bowl weekend. Like, it was, it was insane. I feel like there needs to be like a B side, uh, kind of recording to this interview of just like what his life was like the past like ten days. Yeah, he was definitely uh, living that connecting flight life. It was for, a connecting flight life. Yeah, yeah, for Super Bowl yeah. weekend. Also, shout out the Kansas City Chiefs for winning the Super Bowl. Whatever. Let's go pack. Let's go Packers. Here we go. Go Titans. Tighten up. Um. <laughs> yeah. But without further ado, we're gonna get into this episode with DJ Booza, and we will see you guys for the next episode, mix episode on February seventeenth. Bye. Bye. See y'all. Let's get into it. We are here. We are sitting with the one and only DJ Booza. What's up? What's up, everyone? How you doing? Now, as a formality, do you like DJ Booza or just Booza? I like Booza, just regular. Booza. Yeah. It doesn't make a difference, to tell you the truth. Because, like, on Instagram, it says DJ Booza. I try to get rid of the DJ, then, you know, then I have to pay a lot of money for some guy named Booza to get it back. Is there really a dude named yeah. Booza? There's, well, it's a, my last name. Oh. But a lot no, of people I'm... don't know it's actually my last name. Oh, for real? Yeah, it's actually right, my last name. That. So... Some guy named Booza over in Hungary. Oh, it's like, uh, give me uh, 500 American dollars, which I was thinking about doing. But I was like, you know what? Whatever. I'm not going to do it. I'll just keep it DJ Booza. But your names are consistent overall. You have a consistent title for all of your platforms, right? Oh, I've, I have DJ Booza on every every platform. So for me to switch it from that to Booza. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's Booza is my Spotify. You know, I feel like that's as an artist, Booza should be that, you know. Oh, yeah. Let's yeah. get into this interview. So with this being the New Year's episode, uh, you know, new year, new behaviors, new habits, uh, also known as the get your shit together episode for our podcast. Uh, we thought who better to to bring on and talk about these things than DJ Booza himself. Uh, DJ Paradise, would you like to start with the first question? Yes, sir. So, DJ Booza, I've known you for a few years now, but, mm-hmm. you know, the audience doesn't know you. And I, I guess I don't know you that that well. So let's uh, get into who you are, what you do, how'd you end up in Vegas? Just give the little elevator speech. Well, you know, uh, I came originally from uh, a town in Florida called Port St. Lucie a long time ago, about 10 years ago. Okay. Is when I actually first started DJing. Moved from that town. Well, first off, my name is Booza, DJ Booza. Obviously, you guys get that point, you know. Uh, but then, uh, you know, I ended up being in Port St. Lucie for a little bit of time. But it, oh, as a DJ, you need to capitalize different markets to grow your brand. Um, that's why bands travel. Because if you don't travel as an artist, then different places around the United States won't get to know you. So that's actually how you build fame in the beginning. 
So I saw this and a bunch of other DJs doing that. And so I decided to move to the next town, which is like 45 minutes further from there. I think I moved when I was like 20, 21, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then I started living in a town called West Palm Beach. And I kind of lived there until, um, which is in like South Florida, until pretty much I moved from Vegas. But once you're in South Florida, no matter where you are in South Florida, you're just South Florida. It's like nothing, everything's like an hour away from each other, right. no matter what. Any town, Miami's an hour away. You know, the town I grew up in is an hour away. Everything's just an hour away. So. All right. So so you're not from Miami. You don't, you. you just... I, I claim Miami okay. because, you know, South Florida is one in its own. Uh-huh. Um, but if I say, hey, I'm from West Palm Beach, Florida, they're like, uh, I don't know where that's from unless uh-huh. they voted for Donald Trump. Then they definitely know <laughs> no. about West Palm Beach, Florida, because that's where he lives. Okay. Other than that, no one really knows of West Palm Beach. Okay, I've heard of West Palm Beach, but I haven't. Where's the city where you're from originally called? Port St. Lucie. Yeah, I've never heard of that. City. Yeah, Port St. Lucie is like 45 minutes from West Palm. Okay. And West Palm's like, a, I'd say like 50 minutes from Miami mm. on a regular a regular time, you know? Um, but yeah, so it's just a smaller town. Yeah, Port's right by Jensen Beach area. Yeah, right. Oh, shit. Yeah. You know. So then wait, so then you got to get into, so you were living there. How did you, when did you decide to move to Vegas and how'd you end up here? Uh, well, it was a point where I felt like I was battling for DJ gigs with uh, other DJs that were not um, up to that level. Like I felt like other DJs were doing this as a hobby while I was sitting here doing this for real, like I wanted to actually be a DJ and actually make edits. And I was doing that, you know, as I was making music while other DJs were like doing as like a side hustle or trying to get girls, you know? So I felt like what market to do it better than Las Vegas. And, you know, thank God, one of my best friends lived here. Uh, Dustin Tappen. He's uh, one of the hosts over at Dre's After Hours. Oh, okay. So he was like, hey, if anything happens, I got you. I'm here for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you need to live with me, I got you. We have an extra bedroom for you, you know? So, which was uh, a pretty pretty big thing. (laughs) Got some shenanigans going on. Shenanigans going on. (laughs) Ignore the power Right. But yeah, so that's the main reason why I uh, I left uh, South Florida. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a, a good a good opportunity to come out here, and I felt like in my career, like if I didn't leave at that particular point, then I would have just plateaued and fell off. So, so was Dre's like your first spot that you DJ when you? Came uh, <laughs> actually, PBR was the very first venue I DJed out here, okay. like the little country bar, yeah, over at, uh, at Hard Rock. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, Hard Rock. Yeah, I used hard to rock. is it Hard Rock? No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. no, uh, no, no. Planet Hollywood. Planet, Planet Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. what I said. Yeah, yeah. With the bull, they got the bull in there. Yeah, yeah. So that was actually the very first venue I DJed out here, and then I got uh, linked into um, Caesar's Palace. But that was, yeah. Sorry, there's like a air conditioning that's making that, oh, high, that high, oh, okay. high noise. Sometimes my air conditioning makes like squeaky noise for some reason. It's brand new. I don't know. I understand why, but yeah. I ended up getting pulled over for a suspended license. So I moved here. I didn't have a gig for almost a year. Uh, never got pulled over. And then uh, after living here for like seven, eight months or something like that, I ended up um, getting pulled over. And the the guy was like, you have a suspended license. I was like, no, that's impossible. Uh, He's like, yeah, it's been suspended for like seven months. It was like something crazy. I would have went to jail. 
Oh, I should have went to jail. <laughs> For sure should have went to jail. But because I paid the ticket but didn't give the court the DMV the paperwork that I paid for it, it would it, it literally there's no fee. All I had to do was just give them the paper saying I paid for it. He was like, "Well, it just seems like, you know, some stupid like paperwork issue. It's fine." He's like, "Oh, why why are you out here by the way? See, you just moved here like 6-7 months ago." Mm. I was like, "Oh, well, um I'm trying to be a DJ out here." You know, and at that time I haven't DJed here one time. All I was doing was traveling to all my gigs. Yeah. Strictly traveling, you know, to make my money. Fly back to Florida, fly to Houston, fly back here, fly anywhere in the world that would pay me, and then fly back here so I can survive, uh-huh. you know? So that guy ended up giving me uh, a number, uh, actually, an email to Soundbite, which is one of the agencies uh-huh. out here. And that's, oh, okay. Hey. That's how, wait, the, the cop gave you that? The cop gave me the wow. email to Soundbite. Damn. It, did, it, it was pretty cool, uh-huh. but it didn't work. Uh-oh. I emailed I emailed Soundbite for a very, very long time uh-huh. and still didn't get anywhere with it at all. And it ended up my buddy Archer, who owns a production company out in Orlando, um, Soundbite does a lot of stuff with them. So one of the owners is named Mike. He lives in Orlando and he is booked by my friend Archer. Mm. So when my friend Archer came out here, it was like, oh yeah, I could get you contacted with him. So then literally I had this conversation. He said he's going to give the, uh, my buddy Mike uh, like a ring saying, hey, uh-huh. book Booza, you know, or give him a chance, at least something. Yeah. And then uh, from that point on, uh, the next day I sent him 10 or 15 emails. I'm like, you know what? I've been in this town for way too damn long. Fuck it. What's the worst he could say? No. Mm. I'll spam the shit out of him. I need a gig. I need something. I'm broke. Uh-huh. I came here with like $30,000, $30,000, I had, I had like a thousand to my name. Oh, snap. So I was like almost on the edge of freaking the fuck out. Uh-huh. So literally I sent him 10 emails. Hour and a half later, I get a call. Hey, there it is. And he was like, "Hey, let me uh, let, let me put you at a venue at Caesar's Palace. It happened to be the brand new a brand new lounge. It's called Alto Lounge. It's literally uh, right in front of oh, Omnia. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. If you stand in the Omnia line or even just go to the Omnia door, you're listening. Oh yeah, to the I music. see you there all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm still there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm still there to this yeah. very day. You know, if I have any available openings, I give them first mm. pick because you know, it's like family there. So Dang. that's. Until the cop have actually said something to me. So he are, he was getting my emails. He said he was going to get to me. Uh-huh. Now, granted, this is a very busy guy. Somebody has like 180 gigs on a weekend. Dang. So they're, they're extremely busy. A lot of people don't know about them in town because, you know, they're not like a high-profile agency doing yeah. old nightclubs. But they actually probably have more gigs, to yeah, tell you the overall, truth. Overall, yeah. Overall, you know. So, but yeah, that's how it, uh, that's the Vegas story. What an absolutely unreal circumstance. Just right time, right place, or actually wrong time, wrong place for the cop. But uh, do you still keep in touch with that officer? No, actually, I don't even know his name. I wish I did. I'd, I'd, I'd probably send him like a $50 yeah. care package, you know, like a Starbucks or something, you know, like, hey, thank you so much, you know? No, no, I wasn't going to do a donut. I was, I was going to do a donut. <laughs> that would have been funny, though. But no, no, I wasn't going to. But it gets even better, though. The story gets better. To go on, to continue. All right. So literally from that point on, I'm DJing this venue. Um, You know, 
I was there pretty much every Saturday. And then one day some guy comes up to me uh, uh, asking like, uh, some random person. Now, granted, there's a lot of random people. You know, it's a lounge, so it's free to go in. A lot of people want to hit, walk this in This is there. an Alto lounge? This is an Alto lounge. Some, right. some guy just walks up and says, why is it so busy? I look at him and say, it's because of me. And he kind of gives like a little chuckle. And he says, oh, what's your Insta- Like, what do you do? Who else was here? Why is it so busy? I just said it was because of me. I kept on repeating it. And the next thing you know, like, he walks away, comes back a little bit, like 15 minutes later, and says, it is because of you. I'd like to introduce myself. I'm the booking director for Hakkasan Group. I'd like to give you a chance at one of our venues. Could you send me a mix of what you made, of what you played tonight, and I'll put you in one of our venues? Mm. So I said, oh, my gosh, you're like a unicorn. I Granted, I've been here for a year at this point, mm. you know, and, you know, I finally just broke into the, the lounge scene. And boom, three months in, I've been at the lounge two months in. Now I get to meet the booking director who's like literally a unicorn a lot of people don't understand this is corporate america here this is not i can go to a club every single night of the week and meet a booking agent Mm. like if anyone who lives in vegas knows this like the booking agents are nine to five they don't go out unless it's a massive event and then when they do go out you better have found them on like some special page i know how to find them now because i knew what the face that their faces looked like now but at the time you know i didn't know about going on linkedin and trying Uh to find things but that's what i that's what I do now. Here's a hint, everyone. But uh, yeah, that's how I got in the, the Hakkasan group and pretty much kind of kickstarted my career in Las Vegas. And brought, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't even be as big as a club DJ for sure. Uh, or it might have taken a lot longer, you know, for me to get to, to the level I'm at. And that's such a great example of how really it's just luck is opportunity meeting preparation. Oh, for sure, for sure. You know, and that's the thing where you had your opportunity that moment, you seized it, you took advantage of it, and then the person who actually like came out for it, yeah, he vetted you oh. and he, he made sure that you were what you said you were. Yeah. And you know, I tell DJs all the time, when you're playing these small gigs, it, there should be no difference between a small gig, big gig, medium gig. Yeah. They're all the same gig. They're all representing you. You know, sometimes you might feel like tired, you bet you've been working all day, you know. Obviously, the more tired you are, the less you care. You'll slip up a little bit more. But if you like your prime time set is prime time and, you know, he came in prime time hour like my set was on point. Mm -hmm. You know, I knew it was on point. Yeah, dang, that's crazy. You just got to keep it 100 when you're DJing. You don't know who's listening, especially out here. You never know who's listening. I was just just talking about this in the last podcast. My New Year's gig was at a at the Westgate Hotel. And I was like, uh. It's fine. Not oh yeah, I remember good, telling but, you about that. Yeah, but I had like the mindset of like I'm here, like I need to make it as good as I can, and mm-hmm. it was ended up being amazing. I didn't get anyone's, no one booked me for anywhere else because of it, but it was like a really amazing gig. You had a and fun if time. I yeah, if I would have just kind of like threw it in there and like, ah, oh, this isn't going to be nothing. It wouldn't have been as fun, and you know, you never know what could have happened. So I, I say, know, was, I say this all the time, like you put out what you get. So mm-hmm. if you put out that positive mentality of things are going to be good, mm-hmm. you know, that positive mentality of like, yo, I'm going to win it today. Yeah. My, one of my good friends always says, you got to be crazy to win. Well, you got to also got to think crazy to win mm-hmm. because when you put that energy out in the universe, like I tell my buddy uh, DJ Remy's behind me, we're in a group. Um, happy birthday, Remy. Yeah, happy birthday, Remy. <laughs> We're in a group together, and I wake up every morning. I know he gets pissed off because uh-huh. I'll go knock on his door, and I don't say good morning. I say, we're going to be famous. He's laughing because he knows it's true because if the more you say it to yourself, the more you believe it, the more you're going to push for it, 
and you're going to strive for that goal. Whatever it is, a little thing, one thing a day, a little, a, the next thing you know, that little thing keeps on getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm. It takes time. You know, my brand got as big as it is because it took a lot of time for me to get to this point. Yeah. A lot of time and money, you know. Investment. Investment. Mm. Got to always put back money into yourself. That's oh, another big thing. And not only that, it's the, it's the fact that you have accountability partners because you make it visible and public for other people to see and hold you accountable for. Um, in that same uh, vein, I would like to dive right in. Um, clearly, the fact that you hold down multiple residencies across different states your organization has to be absolutely nuts with sweating the details. Uh, I would love it if you could just go right in and kind of give us a high-level idea of not only your approach, but just best practices you have, just what makes you function effectively and efficiently. So um, how would mentally prepare? Uh, well, I do do uh, Instagram or social media counseling. I do run a social media business. I probably have 45, 50 clients, you know, most of them are close friends or referrals of friends. It's not like I go out and promote that I do it. Um, so I just tell people like little hacks, like I've spent thousands of dollars on Instagram classes and how to grow Instagram. And you know, obviously the new thing now is TikTok. So I'm starting to do a lot of research into TikTok. Um, Actually, DJ Remy is really good at TikTok. He already has like, how many followers now? 12,000 12, followers. It's a very simple, it's a very simple method that, but it works because on, on TikTok, you're still able to be, go, to go viral. Um, Instagram, it's, it's not worth it anymore. I don't know if a lot of people don't know this or if they keep up with it, but about two and a half months ago, the original owners of Instagram are done with their contract. So a lot of things are changing in the last two and a half months, which have drastically changed in the last two months. A lot of side boosting stuff like I do. I do like a lot of shady, I call it shady boost, you know, because if you were, you, it's true. What I do is shady boost. It's on the border edge of scam, not scam, but uh, shade or uh, spam. Okay. It's like on the border edge of that, you know, you got to be able to just turn a tough cheek. Like if someone says something to you on your, your DM request, be like, whatever. I have like 35 good messages. Here's one bad. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's just like DJing. You're DJing in a full room, 300 people. Yeah. There's going to be 10 people that hate your music. Yeah. Or Absolutely hate you. one person that like is like, uh, next song. Yeah, next uh, song, yeah, next yeah. song. It's the same thing. Uh, you got to think like that. There's growing pains mm. when it comes, you know, when it comes to like, the, I call it the shady boost or, you know, the Instagram boosting. Unless you want to pay, I don't know, $10,000 for Instagram marketing, because that's how much it would cost for you equivalent to get the amount of reach that you can get for pennies on the dollar, mm -hmm. you know, or you're doing shout outs, which big artists, that's another great way of uh, boosting. But other than the, like the social media stuff, like um, when it comes to like routines and music, um, when it comes to the nightclubs and staying relevant in different markets, different markets, how you, how you stay relevant in different markets and you're not in that scene, and you're not living there, you have to do targeted boosting on Instagram so that your ad runs in that in that city. So I'm gonna be in Houston tomorrow. I'm about to post a make a post, or not tomorrow, the next day, maybe tomorrow. I'm about to make a post. Um, that will be boosted. Actually, tomorrow I'm making a post for Miami. Um, that will be posted strictly in Miami. 
And I mean, it's going to be nothing but targeted in Miami, the Miami, just people only. So that's a good way of staying relevant. And I'm not talking about like $10, $50. I'm talking about like 200 bucks. So I'm putting money behind it, two, 300 bucks at least. You know, and I'll do that for Houston as well. And I'll do that for, uh, you know, and San Diego, if I'm in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And the, the venues aren't asking me to do this. I do it to stay relevant. Also, another thing I do is Tinder swiping. I'll swipe white oh, to see. everyone on Tinder. Everyone. And people are like, oh, you're going you're gonna to get ugly girls. You're going to get girls you don't like. Or you're going to lead girls on. Well, hey, cool. I just brought 30 girls to the club. How many did you bring? Just from swiping right on Tinder. You know, things. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Can you explain that a little bit? I, I've never even heard of that. So you, no, this is a this is an unspoken market, and none, oh. no one's un, no one's tapped this except for me. I guarantee it. So you swipe right to everyone in that in that geological area. Uh-huh. So I'm going to Miami. So right now, my Tinder is swiping right to everyone in Miami. Uh-huh. So every girl in Miami is getting a swipe right from DJ Booza. They swipe right on me. The next thing you know, we link. I send them a message. Hey, I'm only going to be over at 11. Come by this Saturday. Cool, I'll be there. I'll do that here in Vegas. I've had like 30, 40 girls come see me here. Sometimes it creates a little bit of like, oh, <laughs> hi, how you doing? Let's let's get a drink. And I'm like, oh, well, let me do it after work. And I just never talk to them again. Uh, you know? Or sometimes I might just grab savage. a drink. It's super uh, savage, but it works. Yeah, yeah, these, yeah. Are, <laughs> these are things that make you stand apart. Like mm-hmm. how many other DJs are bringing 30 girls except for Pauly D? Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's also just amazing to still hear that you're a boots on the ground kind of guy. Like you're in the trenches doing the work, doing the sweat equity components. For oh, like, for sure. Guerrilla marketing all day. Um, just really cool to see that like you're doing what you say you, you're doing. And then along with that, uh, from social media, just a quick question. Do, do you believe that you get what you pay for when it comes to social media and the components of advertising and marketing? It depends on your, your, your content that you're putting out into that area. If it's engaging, um, if you have an engaging post, then it, it might work. Um, really de- depends on your demographic that you're sending it to, you know, your age range, especially, you know, obviously if you're doing it from like 18 to 69, you know, a huge part of your age range is just completely washed. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, it also depends on, also depends on like the gender, you know, some posts have more gender, like male or female, you know, so it, it, I, it can't, I think it works for me personally. And I know it works because I've had other DJs in other markets say, damn, I always see your post on Instagram. Mm. You know, because I am putting it like I it's used to. It's a great confirmation. Thank you. Yeah, and I, I tell them exactly how I do it. It's not like I hide the sauce. Like it's not. It's literally common knowledge. Yeah. I would think it would be because as DJs, we're not just DJs. We're also producers. We're also Instagram gurus. We're all social media gurus in just general. You know. But yeah, and another another way I stay relevant in the local market is insight in mind, out of sight, out of mind. It's a, one of the biggest things I've always thought of my whole career. And I mean, I've had multiple fights with ex-girlfriends, girlfriends, who any girl I've ever dated because they're like always, why are you going out? Why are you going out? Insight in mind, out of sight, out of mind. We had a discussion about this at the pool. Yeah, we did. <laughs> How many times have I seen you out since then? Actually, not too, too, eh. not too many. Not too many. 
so insight in mind, out of sight, out of mind. And I feel like that's a very big thing for DJs to understand is like, you know, if you already have been introduced to these booking agents and, you know, if you've already seen them when they're in their meetings, weekly meetings, who are they going to think about? The person they just saw. Mm-hmm. If they haven't seen you in months, you're not going to be on their mind in months. You know, you have to come across their mind and you have to hit them in every area on Instagram, on TikTok, and email. And you're in their face mm-hmm. through word of mouth. The more they see and hear of you, I want them to be sick and tired of hearing about you. That's what you need to be as any DJ, you know? So that's a good way to stay relevant. All right, I've got just one final question for you. And I know that Paradise wants to get into some travel questions, and I I do as well. Uh, When it comes to your time management, again, uh, with being on top of things, we obviously as DJs and musicians wear multiple hats all the time for responsibilities. Do you have a like specific way that you break down your actual to-do list every day, every week? Uh, do you outsource some responsibilities? Uh, can you get into that, please? I have someone that posts my Instagram stuff for me. Um, I just pay him like a monthly retainer, and he posts like a certain amount of photos for that retainer. Um, but I have to still send him the post. I have to still send him the caption, and I have to do all that. When it comes to edits, producing, or music downloading, that's all me. I usually do that a day or two before any big gig. I usually, uh, what I'll do is three days beforehand, I'll go on my computer and dump music, delete. Um, so I'll go on there, spend a whole, I don't know, six six hours, five hours, four hours, whatever, how many hours it may be. Might be an hour here, my hour there throughout mm-hmm. the day and just dump music. Music that I know, I, I literally play, go into all and just click, play, play, play. If there's sounds, I'll take those and remove them and put them on a hard drive. Um, that's usually done three to four days before a big gig. Mm. So this weekend's a big weekend. So pretty much tonight, after I get done making a business plan for uh, my EDM group that I have with Eric, um, our DJ Remy, it's called Limited Time. After we get done making the business plan for that, then I'm going to be going through music for the rest of the night um, until probably three or four in the morning. So uh, that's a big thing. Well, I've also do it on priority if like one of my buddies, he's, you know, we're talking about travel hacks and stuff like that. He's the biggest travel hack and credit financial guy that anyone can ever meet is Leverage Pro, Leverage underscore Pro. Um, He's taught me a lot about travel hacks, massive things on travel hacks. Like he's the travel hacking king. Just to let you guys know, he's been in Vegas. How long now? Three weeks. 28 days, and he stayed at every major hotel for free. Okay. Well, we actually <laughs> transitions well into the next segment. So, I was going to ask, because you have residencies in Houston, Miami, Vegas, all over the country, and I wanted to ask, do you have any like travel hacks for uh, for the people? And it, you can you can talk about just like normal travel hacks, or you can get into um, real real travel hacks. Well, yeah, you can get into <laughs> real travel. Yeah, yeah. Just I'm just gonna let you have that. Like just travel hacks that you have for people in general. Period. So obviously the flying, mm-hmm. flying is the biggest thing of any DJ, especially when you're flying out of town, flying here, flying there. Flying is a huge thing, financial burden when it comes to the nightclub. 
obviously. Mm-hmm. So I always say stick to a certain airline, find a certain route that mm-hmm. goes to whatever your destination you're going to, and always stick to those airlines. So for Miami, I always stick to Frontier. Okay. Because first off, it's cheap. I'm an elite passenger, so I always get the upgrade for free. Uh-huh. Um, and then I always get a free carry-on bag. And you're talking about like my flight back was like thirty three dollars, thirty three dollars to Miami or back from Miami to Vegas. Uh, now, if your your times are all over the place, you know, and you need a specific flight for a specific time, then obviously you're going to need to be a, your flight dollar might be a little bit more expensive. So my flight there is much more expensive. It's like almost three hundred fifty bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if I were to just leave the day before at not one a in the morning, like a red eye. I would have got the flight for like, I don't know, 150 bucks. Yeah. You know? So, oh, I, I just say always stick to the same airlines um, so you can build up the points, build up rapport with them and stuff like that. Um, Shout out Frontier Discount Den. Frontier Discount Den. I've been a member of them for a long time. Yeah, now, Frontier. the second and very crucial hack. This is very difficult, and it costs a, a, a pretty penny up front. Usually, it's around uh, four to five thousand dollars, and this is called being a companion. Okay, being a companion on an airline, which would either be American, United, Southwest, Southwest has a companion. Yeah, all of them have companions. Yeah. Just a, some of them just have different perks and different priorities, which you get with each companion pass. That is a massive thing. So you're talking about flights are free now. Uh-huh. You pay that. F- that fee up front and you're now on that flight for free. So, but sometimes they're not guaranteed. Sometimes if you're, I was a companion pass on Southwest for two years and sometimes during the summertime, the flights are fat, they're packed Mm. and you get kicked, you get bumped off or sometimes you'll have a connection and you get a connection back home, but then the flight gets canceled and now the empty flight that you're about to get on is now a packed flight and now you're bumped. Now you have to take four layovers to get back home uh-huh. or you get stuck in Spokane, Alabama. You know, I'm just making that yeah, yeah, yeah. place up. I don't even know if it's a real place, <laughs> but you you know what I'm saying, uh-huh. you know? So you got to do your due diligence and make sure you pick a pass that fits the places that you're going, mm-hmm. you know? Obviously, American and United are like the top two. So I would, if you're trying to, I could probably get you in contact with someone like, you know, leverage underscore pro. It's uh, a great person to reach out for uh, American passes, United passes. I have another friend named Christian. Great person to reach out. My other friend, Sean. Great people to reach out for these passes. And other hacks, travel hacks. Uh, like I said before, my buddy, my buddy uh, leverage underscore pro, he has a bunch of different hacks on hotels and stuff like that that he hands me all the time. Yeah, that's what I was good. That was I was gonna say. That's the hotels only the other next thing. Step. Yeah, hotel. You got to so, do hotel. Uh, I use hotels tonight. Okay. Yeah, I love hotels tonight. Personally, I've used them for a long time, so uh-huh. I get like forty percent off every hotel. I think last year I spent uh-huh. like fifteen thousand dollars or something on hotels tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a pretty penny, just from them. Um, so I get like 35, 40% off. Um, I know there are ways that you can become elite, like, uh, point members or gold or platinum, whatever they may be on these, uh, hotel chains, uh, and then being able to get free rooms. Um, leverage did send me uh, a link. I haven't looked at it yet. 
but it's a way to become like platinum member here. But because you're platinum member, let's say in Las Vegas, you can use those points and then carry them over to other chains. Be like, hey, I'm a platinum member over here. Could you point match? Okay. And then you'd I've be never, able. Okay, I've never even heard about that. Like, yeah. so within with two different hotel chains. Correct. Like Starwood and some other SB. Yeah, like and that. I actually oh, found okay. this out from Leverage. I paid like I think it was like a thousand dollars for his close friends, uh-huh. and uh, he had that special thing on there. So now you know, I, once I found out that little travel hack, I'm like, yo, this is massive, uh-huh. you know. So now I can double dip. Now I get free parking at all Caesars properties and and valet. And just think how much, you know, local Vegas DJs, we are there all the time. And I just paid a small little fee. He gave me this web. He put a website on his close friends and boom. Now you don't have to, yeah. Now I don't have to pays, pay that. pays for itself in like a couple oh, weeks. Oh, quick not as hell. Yeah, yeah. Quick as hell. So, and that, and that works for all the properties. Here and then those properties you could point match with other properties around like Marriott and stuff like that. So I mean the amount of hacks on that level. He has way more than I do. So that's that's a big travel hack. I appreciate it. This is some of the best travel hacks we've had so far on this uh podcast. Those are massive, like the the companion passes. Yeah. Oh. You can fly to I was just looking at flights on United. Um it sucks because I wanted to use the United Pass, but for me personally, there's no, like I said, it also, you have to base it on your roots. Yeah, where you're going. Where you're going. So if you live in, let's say Houston, you know, United goes to Houston, they have a hub there. So you could literally fly to Houston almost every day, multiple times a day mm. for free. That's literally for free. Uh, you can go anywhere international. All you have to do is pay the taxes on the flight. So I was looking up trips to Australia because you sell all fires and stuff like that. I was just like, oh, let me see how much it would be to go to Australia. It has to be uh, like a, a ton of money. Yeah, it's you know? like one of the farthest flights. It was like $4,000 was their cheapest flight on United, uh, but, all the, but there was a bunch of openings on the flight. So you would have been able to fly there for like 200 bucks. That's how much I the roughly the taxes been, yeah. would have been on it. Dude, that's so, wild. Because it's a companion, so pretty. Yeah. You're technically you're you're working. You're like a, an employee of the airline. Of the, uh, and it, so you said that usually costs about several thousand. Well, it depends. Dollars. It will can cost anywhere from four to like seven thousand uh, dollars, depending on the pass is priority. That for the year? It's for a year, and they okay. can't take you off. But you also have to abide by certain certain rules. You know, you have to dress a certain way. You can't go on there looking like a bum because you're like technically like a, a member of like an employee. You know, because you're using an employee pass, you know, so you can actually get in, you can, an employee can get in trouble if they ever found out that you're selling it, but obviously you're not going to know, you know, no one ever know I would, who, who my pass is or whatever is something like that, you know, but it's just like, you would get this dress a certain way and you just use the, the employee rights, you know, so it's a definite major come up, major, major, major come up. Giving us some, giving us some gold here. I appreciate it. Some sauce. All right. Question number one, uh, Booza, you are in the airport, about to catch a flight. What is your snack and your drink of choice? Oh, always. What do you mean a snap? Snack, snack. Oh, snack, snack. Um, uh, depends what time. Uh, crucial. Uh, noon. It's a red eye. Okay, red eye. Water. Bottle of water. 
snack, no snack. I'll sleep. I sleep like I'm out. Yeah. What I, I go on, this is, if you want to know what I bring on a plane, it's always bottle of water, mask, carbon mask, like face mask. Okay. Um, Wait, is that like the like the cover your eyes or like a no mask? no like breathing face mask for breathing oh oh okay yeah for and uh, uh, bacterial wipes like bleach wipes mm. so I bleach like the little area that I'm in yeah clean it up yeah. clean it up they be nasty you gotta wipe down those armrests gotta wipe down the armrests gotta wipe down I and I always I always go with a blanket mm. and I always go with a neck pillow. Those neck pillows, yeah. I mean, I got recently. I got the Cadillac neck pillow, like the best one. Oh, what? It's called the Face Cradle. Dude, wait, Sharper is that the image. One that, is that the one that you have? Oh, that's pretty good. Mine actually yeah. connects. Mine connects to the seat behind you. Okay. Well, you have the one that connects to the seat behind you, and it like you literally your... lay forward. It, oh, I've seen those. It's before. like it's like this. Yeah. It looks like a C, but when you extend it, it's like flat, kind of like a. I don't know what word that would be. Like a J kind of curve, uh-huh. you know, but you literally lay into it. Yeah. yeah. The, the weight's all there. So yeah, that one sketched me out. I saw someone with that and I was like, are they dead or not? I was, I didn't yeah. So it's, it's pretty out. amazing. I usually don't attach it to the seat behind me. How I sleep is with my backpack on the table with the pillow Oh, and then just, and then just yeah. lay like kind of like you're sleeping at a desk. Cause yeah. if you sleep any other way, you kind of are messing up your neck. Yeah. Your neck, your back, I your neck, like. your back, everything's all messed up. But yeah, so if it's depending on the times, if it's in the morning, a red eye, always a thing of water. If I'm up and kind of tired, no matter even if it's no matter what time the flight is during the day, I'm going to fall asleep on it. Mm, it's yeah. just there's there's a good way to train your body to sleep on planes. And what you need to do, it's called white noise. So what you do is you play it in your bedroom while you're sleeping on a regular night. Uh-huh. And it's like that, which is the same uh, tone as the airplane. So if you just start playing it more and more while you sleep before you go on a plane, you'll actually fall asleep pretty damn quick. Dang, that's kind of. Oh, and Bose headphones, Bose noise canceling. I use the I use the Spotify playlist called Deep Sleep. Man, I can't get through one track on that. I'm out. Oh yeah, that's the one. It's not white noise, but it's similar. Um, all right, the second, this, this, these rapid fire questions ain't that rapid, but right. uh, what's your biggest pet peeve? Pet peeve when you're traveling and when you're DJing. Biggest pet peeve when I'm traveling yeah. is when it's hot on the plane. I hate that. Yeah. It's I, not – it's usually cold, so it's like kind of weird when it's no, hot on the plane. It, if you go on Southwest, that – I hate Southwest first and foremost. I really don't. It gets hot. It gets hot on Southwest. For some reason, I hate Southwest. It's like the – it's like a bus. Fair enough. It's like a, it's like a public transportation <laughs> bus, but a nicer – what they say, oh, it's nicer than Frontier. No, nah, it ain't nicer. I like to pick my seat. I like to I like to pick my seat. I think it's because I'm so biased because I was companion with them for so many so long. I have had the worst seats on the planet. And I'm not a person to like complain. I'll sit in the middle seat. As a companion pass, oh it it, it on Southwest when I was a companion, it was horrible. Mm. I mean, I'm sitting in middle seats next to big i i mean i sat on a on a flight from miami to to fort lauderdale and there was a uh 200 pound um i mean to fort lauderdale i mean i mean (laughs) fort lauderdale of the vegas or vegas to fort lauderdale one or the other but it was uh, a bull mastiff dog that was right in front of me so like i i'm very biased when it comes to the seats so like when it comes to southwest kind of it's kind of like tarnished fair enough fair enough 
uh, when it comes to DJing, mm-hmm. I don't like cigarette smokes by me. Yeah, I don't like cigarette smoke. I can't stand that. Like so. or like pushy, noy girls. Mm-hmm. Like if it's Ask a hot request or yeah, if it's a, if it's a big gig, you know, big nightclub or something like that, it's just like it gets annoying. I I don't I take requests all the time. Mm-hmm. It depends if it's written on green paper, I might play it. all right what is something you wished was at an airport that currently is not at an airport perfect 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 uh what it would be would be charged charging pods like for your phone for your phone on the go pre-charged do those i've never bought one are they not no none of them are pre-charged none of them why don't you just get like a charging brick off amazon i do i have like six of them I do. Oh, okay. But, uh, oh, perfect. Uh, He's right. I wish they had like little pods, like sleeping pods. Uh, Oh, like they have in Japan. Like they have in Japan. Yeah. yeah. Yo, get with the times. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they have them at our mall here in Las Vegas. Fashion show. You're lying. No, I promise. 15 minute sleeping pods. Yeah, they should definitely have those. I'm sure there's some airport that has. Well, yeah, sleep, I, I yeah. bet it's called the uh, was it the American Express Lounge. Hey, Austin, yeah. do they have that in there? No, <laughs> they do. They got like an area where you can chill. That's Leverage Pro, by the way, everyone. That's Austin. What up? Um, well, but yeah, what's next? I I um my turn. Okay, what's the closest call you had to missing a major flight, or have you missed a oh, flight? Ho, at ho, all? Ho, ho. Houston, DJ and Aura. And this is bef- this is like right when I got a uh, companion pass. So the one thing about companion passes are some airlines uh, have like a pay now guaranteed seat. So you can actually pay and get your, that seat at like an employee rate. Mm-hmm. Like United does that. I don't know if this, does uh, American do that? No. American does not. So United is the only one that does that. So you can actually get that rate locked in mm-hmm. and you're guaranteed to go on that flight. My dumb ass didn't know that. So I was literally flying to Houston. I get to the airport at six in the morning. Uh, Lo and behold, the flight is full. So I'm DJing that night. uh, So now I'm freaking out. So I ended up going online and buying a ticket there. Getting super lucky and getting it. So I just like barely skirted by. And I mean, I got there at like, 11 o'clock and what time do you start at like 12 30? 12 oh. <laughs> and it's still like you know about houston how far the airport is from so it was it was pretty it was a pretty far flight a pretty far drive so i just got there and then the, the another shitty thing was is that i booked a flight at six in the morning so no less that i just got done djing i had to rush back to the hotel just enough time to take a shower, get in, uh, have the one of the people from the club, literally who just dropped me off, now is picking me up to go take me to the airport. Dang, that's wild. Yeah, I'll never mess with a with like standby or it was like like companion flight. So I I guess I've never experienced. So that. like the way you're supposed to do it for working professionals like us, um, for if you have a guaranteed spot. Like if there, if you have like you have to be there at some place at a certain time, you always purchase the flight there. Uh, so you know you're gonna get to the destination. And then on the way back, you on the way the, back, your okay. leisure, uh-huh. you know, take your time, whatever. I don't know about you, but I'm always the first one. Yeah, I'll take that uh, five hundred dollar yeah, uh, yeah. credit right yeah, here. Uh, full, yeah. yeah, 
Like I did it for Delta. I had like a, a, a $1,500 credit on Delta because they were supposed to put me on the next flight, but the next flight ended up getting canceled as well. Oh, and then they had to put me in a hotel. So I got a credit for a hotel and the 1500 bucks. But the good thing was is that I was like, well, just put me in a town where I know someone. Mm-hmm. So I flew to Detroit and then ended up staying in Detroit with my buddy DJQ. So I got all the money and I still got to stay with my buddy. And I DJed there last minute on oh, top of that. You. So it was like a super clutch, super clutch. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I love Detroit. Wait, 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 real quick. I, yeah, I got one more question because I follow you on Instagram. And I know you're the king of breakfast. You love uh, breakfast. You just were at my favorite breakfast spot. At wait, which I was at your favorite breakfast spot? You said Blueberry Hill. Blue, no, that was Peter said that. No, I said Blueberry. Oh, yeah, yeah. But Blueberry Hill is the yeah, best. We're it, like kind of around the corner from Blueberry Hill. So I wanted to ask about what are your favorite breakfast places to go in the cities that you go to the most what are your favorite breakfast places in the country is what i want to know because i love food. well number one i love breakfast uh-huh. so um it, it sucks because sometimes i only go to some places once and like houston i've never been to a breakfast spot in houston no, okay because i get so messed up <laughs> they get me so wasted that i'm not waking up till like 5 p.m and oh, then sure. you know then they want to do something and then you know we're going somewhere i've never been to a breakfast uh place in houston but i've been to a bunch of like i i love houston's crawfish like they are their crawfish game is on point because after katrina hit all those people from louisiana moved, moved to houston uh, and i'm telling you their crawfish game is 100 percent on point over there so my aura crew the heads out of the oh yeah i'd be doing all that mm, mm, so I'm good okay on all that. It's not, it's good i like shrimp but all right so i really there's a a really place, dope place in in uh, El Paso that's has like churro pancakes. That's really good. Uh, um, I, I wish I knew. I went there once. You know, there was like big signs on the billboards, and uh, I was like, I've driven across America like five or six times. So I don't. I always love driving across uh, for some reason, and I've taken a different route every time. So I've like literally gone almost every way from from Miami to here. Uh, um, and I always try to, whenever in the morning, I always try to stop at some breakfast place. But most of the time, I'm there one time. It's not like I'm there all the time. Okay. So Blueberry Hill is just like kind of a... Blueberry like, Hill was like, first off, it's right up the street from me. Uh, but it's also my favorite because I've been to so many different breakfast places around. It just happens to be like the best one. Like the food's fresh there. I mean, like the pancakes are like killer. Wow killer and but their french toast is on is on godly level <laughs> but you know summer bodies are made in the winter <laughs> so so they're not really going on right now all right <laughs> all right booza we appreciate you connecting flight radio Mama always said, words aren't wealth Stop shedding them tears, bring light to yourself One day you'll wake up and see a world full of life Look up and just sing to me, I don't want you to cry So, go get 
Words are in twelve I have no more tears And I'm proud of myself Now I'm all grown up and see This world full of life Tell the new version of me That this was your advice So
apologize I don't feel it I don't feel it in your eyes And we just go in circles Broken pieces For no reason It's all lies Don't call my phone No ultimatums Leave me alone I don't have the patience These mixed emotions Are in rotation Sick of these head games That you keep on playing I'm a
Say 